Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. One of the things that I think we should start off with, because they are they are our team. Yeah. And that is the New York Knicks. And I actually love this trade. I love the trade because they were going nowhere. They were stuck in neutral. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to propel them to a championship. But what it does show me is that they're that they're obviously and I don't think they're done yet. No, they, they are. They be. are. They are trying to build. The right team. I think, you know, as much as we, we love and I love R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, I also realize that, you know, there are financial considerations to take into, into account here and you got to give something to get something. And if any if, if yesterday means anything to the team and how this guy Ananobia is going to fit into the team, I thought, man, I thought he was great yesterday. I thought he's exactly what he is advertised to be. And that is a guy that runs the floor. That's a guy that plays defense. And even without knowing the system totally, was able to figure out just by his basketball acumen where to go, how to do there, how to, how to get there, and Jalen Brunson would find him. Yeah, and I have receipts from that day that had me saying I love the trade. The minute it happened, not after what happened last night against the Timberwolves where a lot of people flip-flopped, I immediately loved it. I know a lot of Knicks fans. The problem is all of us with our teams at times overrate our own guys because we always wanted them to work out. And a guy like R.J. Barron, a guy like Emmanuel Quickly did absolutely everything perfectly from a professional standpoint when they were here and we saw guys like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and James Harden all these idiots in Brooklyn and these guys were were solid they were good guys they worked hard they tried hard they won a bunch of games with the Knicks the Knicks going back to the playoffs they were a big part of it but like you said they were going nowhere with these guys RJ Barrett for the third overall pick in the draft was a bust, not a bust as a player overall, but the third overall pick of the draft that was going to change the fortunes of the Knicks franchise, it never happened. So they weren't going to re-sign quickly. We saw that in the summer that he probably wasn't going to come back because they didn't bring him back on a contract. R.J. Barrett was what he was. They didn't give up a first-round pick. And Ananobi, for people who pay attention to the NBA, is a winning player on a team that had won a championship not that long ago and does things for the Knicks at that position that R.J. Barrett could not. So I loved it, and we will see what happens next. And the flexibility that they have, that's the other thing. And they still have financial flexibility, and people think, oh, Ananobi's going to be a rental. No, but guess what comes over with Ananobi is his bird rights. So the Knicks can pay him more than any other team can. 
So it's not going to be a rental. I'd be shocked if it were a rental. So this this was a big, smart move by Leon Rose. And by the way, Leon Rose's son represents him. So, I mean, you know, oh, yeah, he's staying here. Right. So don't worry about that. Um, and I don't think they're done yet either. So, but again, like I th- everything you just said is 100% right. And there are times, you know, when you we lose players and they're our players and the the these players, we love these players. We loved quickly coming off the bench. We loved his offensive spark, but he was questionable defensively. R.J. Barrett was questionable defensively. This kid, Adenobi, doesn't need to have the ball in his hands. You know, he's a guy that, you know, is going to play defense. He's a guy that's going to be tenacious, kind of like Josh Hart is when he comes off the bench. He's tenacious, yeah. plays defense. Um, you can't have enough of those guys doing the little things in games. I don't know whether or not, uh, you know, Brunson, DiVincenzo, or Julius Randle is enough to finish games. You know, because when you watch at the end of games and you look at who, uh, you know, Tom Thibodeau is looking at the bench going, all right, who are going to be my five guys that are going to finish these games? And that's where they were losing a lot of these games, especially on defense. So, I, I look, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I think it's... You got to shake it up. You you you, get, you kept your main pieces. You added something that you didn't have. All that stuff is good. And I think this a lot of this goes back to the injury to Mitchell Robinson because Mitchell Robinson was the one that would back up all these guys on defense. If somebody screwed up, he'd be there and he would be a, a an impending force, if you will, for opposing players to come down the lane. So the moment he gets hurt, now all of a sudden you see the weaknesses of everybody else, especially on the defensive end of the uh, of the, the the ball, start coming to the forefront. And I have to say, I saw energy yesterday. They beat the best team in the West. Yeah, right, and and beat them pretty convincingly. Uh, they were up big in the game, got a little bit dicey, but who knew the Timberwolves would be this good? But they are. And in the first game, it was flawless. And even Julius Randle said after the game, it was just, it, it seemed, I got to get the exact quote, Jeremy might have it, but he said, it seemed like he was the exact fit for what we do. As I'm paraphrasing, which is which is great to and hear from way, Julius Randle after one game yeah, playing well, with him. And by the way, they did try to acquire him in the offseason. Yeah. They yeah. tried, and, you know, and, and look, they let quickly go, and it just, they, they also had a log jam in terms of minutes. Like, who's playing? You know, at what point in the time in, in, in the period of the game when you both had quickly and you had R.J. Barrett? And you look down there and you got McBride, who that who also just signed a contract. Yep, three-year deal, yeah. And, and I know that uh, Thibodeau likes him, so he's going to get some more playing time. Uh, DiVincenzo is going to get a lot more playing time. And I, I don't know, just it kind of it cleans out some of the stuff that Thibodeau had to deal with, but it also makes the team, I think, physically tougher. It makes them a tougher team. And I think that they, you know, I don't think Mitchell Robinson's coming back this year. No. But if they had Mitchell Robinson in the middle of all this, this would be unbelievable. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't count on him uh, at all, ever, because he is he is always hurt. Something we're going to end up talking about for the next few months is the future of the New York Giants and what they're going to do with the draft pick. Now, you've got Tankathon up at all times, and right now the Giants have the fifth overall pick. So well, I'll be looking for that big Phoenix. You would assume that uh, big Phoenix would be there. The reason we say that is because of Desmond Howard on game day. What time did this whole big Phoenix energy thing that just fell totally flat? Uh, but Michael Penix, who we saw last night, is going to be in the national championship game next week as well. You would assume... 
I mean, depending on how things shake out, but at least one of these guys will be available to the Giants where they're going to end up in the draft. And would they, would they end up getting their guy, meaning Joe Shane and Brian Dable drafting their guy and pinning their hopes to one of these guys if it's not Caleb Williams or if it's not Drake May that everybody is expecting or maybe even not even Jaden Daniels. Could the fourth quarterback in this draft be the guy that Joe Shane and Brian yeah. Dable push their chips in the middle of the table? And take? I, I, I don't see that happening in the first round unless they can get one of those two top guys. And I don't think it's going to be Jalen Daniels either. Um, you know, it's interesting. For whatever reason, Mike Michael Penix is, seems to be dropping a little bit in this, in this draft. I mean, I see a kid that's incredibly accurate. I see a kid that's got a very powerful arm. I know he's got 11-inch hands, which is amazing. One of the reasons why the ball comes out of his hands so well. I know that he's left-handed, and it's hard for people to watch a left-hander. It just looks different to everybody else. Um, but who but, looked better at this stage, Tua or him? Uh, I didn't know it's you know, tough. To... I got to tell you, some of these throws that he's making in these games, now there's not a lot of pressure around him. There is some pressure but not a lot of pressure around him. A couple of times last night, I what I really liked what he did is he did step up in the pocket when there was some pressure around him, and he didn't seem to flinch. So I, I kind of like that. But the accuracy is there. The ball flight is there. The ability to, to throw the long ball as well as the short passes, the touch, the over-the-top throws, the, the driven throws, all of that stuff is there. And these are big games. Oh, of course. These are obviously. big games. The biggest, the biggest ones possible. Right. And, you know, of course, he, he faced great quarterbacks. He went head-to-head -head with Caleb Williams in the game where Caleb Williams was crying at the end of it. He obviously won this game against Texas. He's going to have an opportunity to be a national champion. And maybe <clears throat> if he plays great in that game against Michigan, maybe he does skyrocket rocket back up into maybe the mid-first round yeah, or somewhere. I, but, in there. I, but the problem with him is that he's been injured, and he's had serious injuries. And you don't know whether or not he's over it or not. The one thing I can tell you, he loves playing football. Well, Tua had a bunch of serious injuries, too. He had the hip injury. And, and he, he had, had the, the high ankle sprain situation. Right. So I just, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go, but I think whoever gets him, they're going to be really lucky to get him because I don't think they're going to have to expend a very high draft pick to get him. A lot of similarities with Tua's final season in college right. and Michael Penix. And, you know, he's a little bit older. Like, he's as old as Bo Nix. And, by the way, they're not 32 years old. They're both, like, 23. Um, but feels like they, but I do feel like it's okay. You know, he's, he's moved around a little bit. He's been in a couple places. Um, he followed his Indiana coach to Washington. That's why he went to Washington. You know, I watched that ESPN interview about him yesterday. I thought they did a great job really explaining to everybody all the things that he has dealt with and he's still playing and he still wants to play and he's playing for a national championship. So to me, that tells me he's a winner. He's definitely a winner. And, you know, I like his parents. I like everything about him. He seems to be the right guy. I just he's not going to be a top five pick. He's not. I don't even know if he'll go in the first round, which may be a boon to the Giants. Maybe the Giants take him in the second round.